Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Marguerite Baumeister, an Alexander Technique teacher and level four centered riding clinician who lives a little south of Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, and we're going to talk today about about centered writing and its connection with the Alexander Technique and what centered writing is, is all about. Marguerite, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Uh, could, you, could you begin by giving our listeners a very short description of the Alexander Technique? Oh, yes, I can. Uh, I think uh, Alexander Technique is about... Um, Staying within yourself and use your body from your bones to create a better balance. That's how I use it with horse riders. Mm-hmm. And could could you give a very short description? We'll talk more about it, but a little, just a short description of what centered riding is is all about. What, what's the basic idea of centered riding? The basic idea from centered riding is uh, the awareness of the rider in relation to the horse. In the old days, it's always the horse, and Sally created the importance of body awareness for riders. Mm-hmm. So the horse will move better if the rider moves good. And the Sally you mentioned is Sally Swift. Sally Swift, yes. Who was the developer of centered riding. And uh, I know f- I. I know you, you must have met her several times, right? Yes, I met her several times on Symposia in uh, Vermont. And I went twice to her house. Oh, Who? okay. Oh, you, met, you were in, in Vermont. Well, I met her at a couple of Alexander Technique workshops here in Lincoln, Nebraska, where um, she was taking workshops with Marjorie Barstow, who's a pretty well-known teacher of the Alexander Technique. So um, could you say a little bit, uh, kind of go into a little more detail about what the centered riding process offers horseback riders and their horses and where it's applicable, how the Alexander, how Alexander Technique principles uh, inform that? Yeah, centered riding is built from uh, from what they call the basics. Mm-hmm. And the basics are looking with soft eyes, so having a wide view. So you see your surrounding and be aware of the world behind you and in front of you. Mm-hmm. And one they call building blocks. And building blocks is about um, sitting from your bones. So less muscle power and more balance from bones and when you put all your bones on top of each other and your head is on top, you have a basic balance. And you need less muscle power. And then breathing, have a free breathing when your building blocks are there. Mm-hmm. And centering is working from the pelvis. Because that's your big bone and there your movement starts on the horse. And then she has grounding. Let's be aware from your seat in the saddle or your feet on the ground. Like you have the opposites, the feet and the head, and clear intent. Clear intent is just know what you want to do. Have a, have a, yeah, what do you want right. to do? And, and with clear intent, um, 
the horse gets the message more easily, right? Yes. Yeah. When you think something, the horse follows your thoughts already. If you listen to the horse. And what do you see as what what happens if those principles are not used? I assume most horseback riders are not using centered riding ideas. What are the problems that centered riding addresses? The things I see from riders who don't use centered riding, that they are behind the movement in uh, like a horse is trotting and going in a faster movement. And then they are behind the movement of the horse and pulling in the hands because they put the, the rib cage behind the pelvis and break on the waist. That are things I see in riders. And so when you say the riders are behind the horse, um, for someone who's not um, a horseback rider, what does that mean exactly? I can give an example. If you have um, like a little child and you put a little child on your shoulders mm -hmm. and you're going to run, what does the child have to do to stay on your shoulders? He has to lean a little forward and bend in the joints because if the child stays upright, they will fall backwards. Does that make sense in that connection? Yeah, okay. Like uh -huh. horse move forward and if you want to be upright with tension in your body, you're always too late and then the reins you can hold because otherwise you fall backwards right and the horse so the and the horse is pretty responsive to what you're doing and thinking right yes, yes. and with use of centered riding it's easier to get a horse in balance mm -hmm. in vertical and horizontal balance they call that because mm -hmm. if you think from comparable parts and you have alignment in your body as a rider, like you build up your spine and your head is on top, that's the same what you want from your horse, that he has lengthening his spine and his head is at the end of his vertebra, end of his spine, instead of the head left or right. Just alignment like the rider. So you're, and you're saying, so if, if you as a rider are allowing your, spine to lengthen and your head to be balanced at the top the horse horse's spine is also going to lengthen somewhat right yes yes he can do it easier yes because your arms are more fluent so you can support the horse to lengthen as a rider mm -hmm. so when i i uh, have uh, worked uh sometimes with horseback riders um, who were take who were taking the workshop to get credit for uh, their centered riding program, and what I noticed is that um, what I, when I would help a rider uh, use Alexander technique directions while they were riding, that they could pretty instantly tell that that was affecting their horse. Yes. And I, I was kind of amazed by that myself because what I noticed is that people who are studying centered riding are very, very aware of 
their connection with the horse and what the horse, the quality of the horse's movement. But they may not have had any Alexander instruction, but once they have some, they can immediately see, sense the effects on themselves and the horse at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Because so. Centered Riding instructors get more awareness because of the way we teach them Centered Riding, just simple from the basics, from alignment, from softness, from connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, at least on the, the course courses I was teaching, they, the centered riding instructors who were there would often were often very um, cognizant of the horse's center. They had a term center of movement, I think. Yeah. And I which seemed like it was a little different from center of gravity. Could you say a little word or two about that? Yeah, you have your center of gravity and that's from the rider. It's mm -hmm. in the pelvis, and from the horse, in natural, his center of movement is more forward, because in nature, he wants to run. It's a flight animal. Right. And you go on top of the horse, on the saddle, you want his center of movement and gravity just a little back, so he get more balance over four legs. Mm -hmm. Right. Then he can move easier, and you st he stay healthy, stays more healthy. Right, right. So many years ago, uh, I uh, knew an Alexander, someone who tra trained later to be an Alexander teacher who worked, was a horse trainer in Australia, who was, not, I don't think he was a centered riding instructor, but he wrote a little piece about his work and he made, an made a couple of observations that have stayed with me and I wonder what you think of them. One of them, was that it's kind of amazing that horses even allow us to get on them because, you know, evolutionarily speaking, someone on top of a horse was someone who was attacking the horse. Yes. And yes. so it requires the rider to be very aware of their their impact on the horse, I guess you could say. Yes. Yeah. yeah in the old days, they say a young horse, you break the horse, and then you just go on top, and then he starts running around on a, in a, mostly a circle. And uh -huh. when they start running and they breathe, mm -hmm. and the rider can stay, they accept the rider easy. But now, nowadays, it's more the connection from the ground and find trust with the horse, and then they allow you on the back if they trust you. And that is really awesome that a horse is so can so be connected to the human being that they allow you on the back, even if you harm them. If you yeah, sit yeah. on a horse, you you influence his bones and his body, but they still stay underneath you. Right. Yeah. And the other thing he said, and I'm, I'd be curious to know what you think of this. He said that with a, a well-trained horse, you can basically tell it to do to walk in a certain way or indicate to it that you want it to walk in a certain way. And they would keep doing that for quite a long time. Whereas 
a human being, if you tell, if you're working with them as an Alexander teacher and you ask them to do that, they really can't do that usually for a very long time. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think then the rider uh, has body awareness and he can support the horse and the horse can stay for a while in the same position in, in his movement. Right, right. Because it's kind of, uh, Sally called it comparable parts. But mm-hmm. there are things he does with his body, if he has awareness and use the basics, then the horse can follow the rider and follow the energy of the rider and the intention of the rider. And then they can just stay in a certain gate for a while. Right. And this all of what we're talking about is really a huge change from the approach to um, training horses years ago, right? That's true, yeah. And still you see here in the Netherlands the old way of riding in uh, rushing the horse forward, holding the head and uh, bending the head where no vertebra- where you have vertebra, oh. but no joint. Mm-hmm. No joints, so that can give damage to the horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are more different ways. And the old way, but you see more and more people and riders and instructors who get more awareness in how they ride their horse and how they teach horse riders. Well, the, I, the old way was really basically dominating the horse, right? Yeah. Yes, for sure. By yeah. force, if necessary. The whip and spurs. And yes, yes. Yeah. And nowadays, yeah. see more the connection and working together from trust and uh, thought and energy. That's a big difference going on, yes. Right. Well, years ago, I worked uh, on a ranch camp where it was all about kids learning how to ride and go for rides. And, and it was the old-fashioned way, for sure. Um there was no, none of what we've been talking about applies to what was going on back then, for sure. Uh, the horse was someone you, the horse was something to make, to make do what you wanted by whatever forceful means was necessary, like yeah. kicking yeah. it and so on. Yeah. It still happens, but there is a change that get, people get more awareness about the sensitivity of the horse and the willingness to work and that are easier ways to ride your horse if you have a better awareness of yourself. And, and I get riders in my Alexander Technique practice who want to be a better rider and they just come for Alexander Technique lessons. And then later on, I teach them on the horse. And then they have a basic, I give them homework so they can just uh, progress themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we haven't covered? Mm, no, I think Sally Swift did a great job in creating uh, centered riding from the Alexander Technique and Tai Chi and knowledge of anatomy and created instructor courses. So regular instructors also get more knowledge about the body and the rider and they can integrate it in training that they have the knowledge already. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, maybe this is a good time to bring our conversation to a close. Um, my my guest has been Marguerite Baumeister. Is that, did I get that right? 
Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Marguerite Baumeister, she lives in the Netherlands, uh, a bit south of Rotterdam. Um, do you have a website, Marguerite? Yes, I have a website. Oh, oh, I'll put a link to it by the by the interview. And um, Marguerite, thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank you for interviewing me. <laughs>